Hi guys, it's Jake Rosenberg. And Stephanie Mark from Covetour, and we are checking in with June Ambrose. Hi, Jake. Hi. Hi. And for everybody listening, you know, June is an OG Covetour alum, and you know, she has been with us since the beginning. We love her. She is amazing. She's in our book. We've done so many different things together. So we are so happy to be here checking in with you, June. You look amazing as well. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I tell people, keep up with your life as if you were going someplace. So I try to, I get up, I take a shower, I have my breakfast, I do my workout, whatever I was going to do if I was leaving out of, the, out of the door, I do the same thing. Where are you now? So I'm, okay, so this is a crazy story. <laughs> so I am in my apartment um, in Midtown, in the city, but um, it's completely got renovated. So I'm on the construction site. Shit. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. like, like if I show you like the walls, it's like, it's like, oh, like, wow. <laughs> like you know, there's no ceilings. <laughs> and so has all construction just stopped and you're just kind of living there? Yeah. So we were doing a gut renovation. We were about maybe two months or a month um, into almost being done. And then um, everything got shut down. So the temporary place. So we downsized thinking, okay, we were in a big place because we thought it was going to only take three months. And we were like, I know, three months. But it was supposed to take three months because I was yeah. just doing my closets. Number one rule, it never only takes three months. I, everyone tell me that. But that was mainly my fault because when you start to take apart one thing, you're like, oh, well, let's do this. Let's do that. Before you knew it, the entire place was gutted. And um, the place that we had booked to stay for a short period of time we had to get out of it. They needed it back. So we, so we moved into a smaller apartment in my building that the renovations are being done, thinking, oh, we'll just be there for a month, two months, no problem. We can, we can rough it. Yeah, yeah. That's probably looking like six months now. Yeah, now it's like, yeah, see you in 2021. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's really, I should be sad, but you know what? There's so many people that are living in such horrific conditions yeah. that there is, I tell my kids, do not complain. So are you working in your old apartment and living in a different apartment? Yes. Yes. We have carpet down. We have lighting for when I go live. I have chairs. I have a desk. I have Wi-Fi. We put wi We got cable man to come before it got really shut down. You got it all set up. Yeah. Okay. I don't have all That's the pretty good. books and stuff that you guys have, but a lot well, of my stuff is in my office, so like, no, yeah. like, like a lot of my stuff is in storage. I'm living out of four suitcases. Um, I don't, you know, I've put all my clothes in storage for like every, you know, like we've been on the move. Like we're not, it's like we're on a long vacay. I do think though, there is something to be said for at least leaving your apartment every day and going to a different place. I feel like that's a motivating factor in, you know, you as a person, but also, you know, from your Instagram are big on routine and making sure that, you know, you're telling everyone it's important to get up get dressed, yeah. sort of take a bath, your wash your ass, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> wash your ass, be a normal human, yeah. don't be nasty. <laughs> so how has your routine, you know, changed? Are you, you know, streaming workouts rather than going? Are you, you know, anything like that? You know, to be honest, I've done less working out because I feel so overwhelmed by all of the like overachievers. Like, just like, I mean, it's every, crazy. I feel like, I mean, every, every time I'm like scrolling, so I'm like, what, you guys are all just like working, working out, out. Right now? Like, right. 
I'm like, yeah. I'm stuck on like, you know, Zoom meetings nonstop. I'm like, if I can fit in a half hour, then I'm like, I'm happy. You know, I keep it real. I'm very honest. I just getting up and moving my body, whether it's dancing and stretching or doing a couple like, you know, ballet lunge or movements. I've had my trainer on a couple times yeah. to just deal with like the easy stuff. Because I don't want people to feel like, oh, I'm missing Soul Cycle. I'm not, you know, I'm doing a hundred crunches, and and you start to kind of that also adds to depression. <laughs> you know, we're already overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. The expectation of you know living up to what you've, you know, being productive while under quarantine. Yeah. You know, I just encourage people to try to keep that um, melatonin going, stay healthy, keep their, you know, keep their immune system strong, and and just move your body, get out the bed because that also can really just kind of take you into a dark place for sure you know? for when sure. this first started i was like amazing i'll just work from my bed every right. day and it'll be after like four what days my work? mom called she was like get the fuck out uh, yeah, yeah. Back, like everything was a disaster you have to yes as painful as it may seem you, you know once you get your blood moving i think you always end but, up better but let me just say this too. I um, put on my mask and my gloves just to go upstairs. Yeah. Like this thing is very serious. I, hardly, I don't even go on the balcony without putting on a mask. This thing is airborne. There's new things coming out every day. You know, I stay really in touch with, you know, really educated doctors and scientists. There's a lot of propaganda too. So you got to know how to filter through all that stuff. I've been meditating every morning, which has been super helpful. I've been doing sound therapy. Um, and I've shared some of those things, you know, um, when I go live on my Instagram as well. And they've been really, really helpful. So I really want people to try to find a happy place totally. and visit that place every day. For sure. Well, I mean, that 100%. I mean, speaking of happy place, June and summer. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you where did you get the idea for that show? What's coming up? Like, tell us everything. Well, summer. first of all, summer's been out of school Um you know, they've been out of school for three weeks. You know, she's a 16 year old, she's a sophomore. Teenagers need also a place to, to they need, a, they have a voice. And they, a lot of them, in talking to her friends, they're really depressed and they're really sad about the missing out on that engagement, yeah. right? So this is a responsible way of her staying engaged. We get to spend some time together. I don't get to hug her and do all the things we normally, you know, we're very mushy mushy. Yeah. Uh, but like doing this daily show gives us something to do together. And, and people seem to really respond well when Summer and I were out on, on, our, on my Instagram, my day in a life in the Juniverse. Those videos really, really did well. So I was like, people love June and Summer. And I felt like it was a void for you know, parents talking to teenagers or teenagers feeling comfortable enough to talk to their parents. So I wanted to open up this dialogue where the communication didn't feel so forced and it didn't feel so wrong, you yeah. know, this, this, this disconnect with teens. So I wanted to be able to, you know, just connect with them in an organic way. So now like her, her friends are following, you know, the dailies, their parents are following and they're, and there's so much natural organic engagement. That's awesome. What, what's coming up on the show that we can get a sneak peek? Today at? we have a, um, a special, um, today we're going to meet with, uh, Sir John is going to be, oh, yeah. oh. Sir John is going to do a class. Oh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to talk about all the great work he's been doing and helping out nurses with Michael Costello and, yeah. you know, they've been having situations with burns on their face. And Sir John really was super passionate about doing something and not just sitting around. 
So he got involved there. We're going to talk about just some really kind of like state, you know, cool ways to use your face, even when you're at home for FaceTime meetings and Zooms. Totally. Um, so we're going to do a Zoom face. <laughs> and we have um, um, Hill Harper, who is a doctor on television, but he is, um, you know, but he is a dear friend. And he's going to talk to us just about kind of, he has a lot of, he's dear friends with Barack Obama too as well. So he has a lot of good people that he gets to talk to on a daily. Yeah. I'm just going to check in with him. He's a, he's a dad as well, a single dad. So I just kind of want to, see how he's handling quarantine, what he's been hearing. We have a great political show I'm producing for Tuesday. We want to talk politics. That's crazy. I hear that? I'm so sorry. You're like, the, you're the official cool mom. You're the cool mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I try to be, I try to just be a happy mom, you know? You're the like, real mom. I, to, I just try to live up to the job that my mom did. She was pretty awesome. Well, I like that. Um, so obviously the show with your daughter is sort of one way. I mean, every business is essentially come to a halt in one way or another and had to definitely pivot. Obviously not being able to be on set and see clothing and interact with your clients. Um, what are some other, you know, ways in the past, you know, month that you've sort of seen your business change and like, what has your reaction been to that? Well, as far as all of my like core styling things, those all got postponed. Um, I'm grateful. I was truly grateful to, you know, had contracts that, as a creative director consulting contracts that I needed to deal with day to day. So that was really great. Um, and as an influencer, there's been things here and there that have come my way. So that's, I'm fortunate enough to have that. We're not totally plant panic. We always kind of pan, we always plan for a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, when you freelance, you kind of always have to assume that it's gonna, just something could happen. Yeah. Nothing of this magnitude, this is quite, frightening and um you know I, I worry about my assistance so whatever information you know i'm getting in terms of aid and, and anything i can that can help all of the freelancers and people that are you know working independently i'm sharing those with all those people because they're you know their grants their writing grants there's money out there there's sure. loans there's all those things so whenever i get like a link or something from a friend that from a, a big bank that you know our friends on the inside i share those because you know, people are really terrified and, you know, um, yeah, I'm worried, but I'm not worried to the point where it's crippled me to the point where I can't move forward. I'm really just counting my blessings and trying to figure out what's the next thing and getting all the things that I've been wanting to work on done, yeah. you know, like, and, and not sitting around and waiting for an opportunity. Like the June and summer show, it's like, people are like, oh, I wish you guys had a show. I'm like, we do, you know, it's like, it's like, Come to my Instagram and totally. utilizing your resources, you know, for sure. Um, I mean, I think, I think it's, it's actually, you know, we always, we've got Covent Tour been talking about, you know, so many things for so many years and kind of looking at how what's happening right now is making everybody, you know, change the way they do things. And mm -hmm. you know, for us in particular, you know, we're trying to like always look at like silver linings and in, in, in mm -hmm. situations like this. And it, and it, you know, it has forced us to change how we are doing business, but also has, you know, allowed us and, and forced us to try things that we weren't doing before and, you know, experiment and, and, you know, play with those ideas that we've talked about for so long, but maybe didn't feel were the right time. And, and right now I feel like everybody is just trying you know, new things. And I think that's actually like a really positive part. I, I've, I've seen so much creativity. Yeah. It's been so exciting. 
I am like blown away. I mean, I didn't think you guys could get any more creative because I think you're one of the most creative in this space. And, you know, I feel like you guys were kind of pivoting that way right before, you know, even before this happened. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I pay attention to the things that you do. And yeah. I, and I, I think that this will forever change the way we look at retail, the way we look at communicating as humans, just everything. I mean, the, the universe has been shifted. 100%. This is life altering. Life changing. Yeah, yeah, totally life changing. But I think that there's, there's something that's beautiful that's going to come out of it. As sickening as that sounds and as scary as that sounds. But think about the things that we start from the beginning, how the butterflies that we have and how nervous we are. And then they, they turn out to be magical. So I'm just keeping my faith in that place. I yeah. keep reciting that over and over again. It's, this is going to be, let's just figure out. Like before we had Instagram, I used to tweet like an Instagrammer. Yeah. I used to be like, why are you always posting a photo with your Twitter? This is Twitter. I'm unfollowing you. They used to get pissed at me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, because I'm visual. And yeah. the picture tells more in the story than 140 characters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then came Instagram. So, you know, I say to people out there listening, follow your gut, your intuition. And even though you may seem like you're, you know, by yourself with an idea, don't let go of that. Because some things that are so new and fresh seem really weird and awkward and uncomfortable. And that's okay. You know, we're designed to, you know, it's, we're designed to be uniquely ourselves. And sometimes we have the privilege of sharing our uniqueness with the world. So I always tell other creatives, it's, you know, it's okay, you know, to be, to be different. Well, and I think a lot of the time too, I mean, I know we experience this a lot. You, once your sort of creative passion becomes a business, you can no longer just solely focus on the creative. You have to think about money and how your clients are going to perceive it with this, with so many things just coming to a halt. I find it almost feels like the beginning of the business where we're putting out ideas that come purely from a place of passion. Or when we started Covetour, it was a response to, we feel like people behind the scenes don't get the recognition they deserve. And now we have the opportunity to launch an entirely new set of initiatives that respond to, I mean, something completely different, mm. a response, um, you know, to something that we see, which I don't think we've been able to really do in a long time. And I think people also, you know, there's such a routine. It's like, get up, go to work, go to the office, come home. Like you become complacent in the things that you're doing. And I do think for us, but also just for a ton of businesses, when you go back, there was no way you could just revert right back to the way you were doing things. Like too much has changed. And we don't want to. Again, yeah. Now it's like moving forward, you know, always, always kind of, you know, onward and upward. I mean, even, even this little show that we're doing here, I mean, you know, we've talked about doing something like this for so long and I Literally mean, forever could not get Literally, like, you know, you're like, oh my God, oh, please. on another thing. And we're like, don't, don't even start. Let's just have I know. all our friends, see how they're doing. What are they up to? I mean, like, you know, speaking with you, I couldn't, couldn't be happier. So, yeah. No, I, I, I know that feeling. I feel like I get the pressure of, why haven't you done this? Why yeah. haven't you done that? I get that every day that it's sometimes I start to feel like I'm underperforming. So, like, finally, it's like, but even I tell people still, people still are overwhelmed even being quarantined. Yeah because there's so many, they start to think about all those things they should be doing all at once. They think about all the things they couldn't do. And it, like the first couple of weeks, I had anxiety. Yeah. 
The first two weeks, I was so anxious. I couldn't even find my legs. I didn't, I didn't go live. I was just, I pulled something here and there. I was just, I think I was in shock. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, is this really happening? Like I was going to the wellness center and working. My son was like, what are you doing? He was like, do you realize that this thing is serious? And I was like, they haven't shut us down yet. Yeah. And I waited until the very, I was like, I'm fine. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm washing my hands. This was before like when washing your hands. Was yeah, enough. yeah, yeah. It was a real thing, yeah. Well, that was like when it was enough, right? When it was like, make sure you wash your hands. Now it's like, make sure you cover your face. Make sure you just don't go out. Like it's- Make sure it's you crazy. don't go out, yeah. Like, fast, I mean, it's, it's really crazy to think like, even three weeks ago, I was, you know, in Hawaii with my fiance, and now it's yeah. like here in our house. Um, Isolated. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but this will be a test of our relationship, even though I love her. No, I tell everybody. Every, <laughs> no, it really. No, listen. It really makes you. It's it's. There's a silver lining again. Yeah. But, you know, to cohabitate with people, like even though, like. You know, I've been living with my with my family for the time. I still get to go out and get and get away from them. I travel and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. we're all dealing with each other yes. day in and day out, and we're looking for places to hide from each other. Totally, because yeah. it's natural to need to have alone time. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that people just need to pace themselves and give themselves just a little room and just forgive themselves a little bit. Yeah, you know, for yeah. feeling or thinking a certain thing, I always I have to ask forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that yesterday. I was upset about something, and my husband was like, "It's such an extreme circumstance. Like you have to be able to cut yourself some slack." And I think there are other things that you could do. I know you mentioned, you know, you see so many people on Instagram, and then you feel pressure. Like I've started not going on social media after a certain time at night, but also sleeping with my phone away, mm -hmm. you know, just because it can become overwhelming, especially when you have no other escape. Are there any sort of like, you know, some people limit how much they watch the news. Are there any yeah. sort of like guidelines or limitations either for you or your family that you feel, you know, are necessary to sort of keep your sanity? Yeah, I, you know, I think that is a really important point, and I'm so glad you brought that up because we have also made a point of limiting the amount of access to the information from the news outlets. It's just, you don't want to start your day with it and you don't want to end your day with it. We, yeah, we check in in the middle of the day if there's something that's like breaking urgent, but we don't allow it to consume us. Um, you know, the kids have tons of schoolwork. Yeah. you know, to do so more than they did when they were in school. So, you know, I don't have to worry about them sitting around and watching TV all day. Um, but they're really good at balancing, you know, having taking their recreational time and, you know, watching a movie and then really planning out their day, which I'm more so than adults. I'm super impressed because they're kind of it's learned behavior. When you're in school, you have you're kind of you stick to a schedule. You're going from one class to another class. So they've really figured that part out. Um, and we still, we like to get our business done in business hours and we cut it off because also the phone will ring at nine o'clock and people want to have a meeting or, you know, and at first I was like, sure, call me at, you know, 10 and 11 o'clock. And then I was like, wait a minute. You know, then I was going to bed at one o'clock in the morning and then waking up at, you know, seven and not getting the, the proper amount of rest. So I say, you know, as much as you can kind of schedule certain things without making, without being neurotic. Yes. Um, it is super important and the phone if you could put it in another room 
the first time I did that, I had such anxiety. I felt like, I'm like, but who's going to call everyone that, that needs to reach me that's of like super, super importance is yeah. in this room, you know, it's in this, under this roof. Yeah. So, you know, you realize you have an issue, a problem. When you have, when you remove something from your life and you start to spiral, you know that it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an addiction. Yeah. So yeah. I had to, I had to break, like I wore, like for two weeks, I wore like no makeup. Like I do these things where I purge every now and then from the things that I feel like I need to, to be who I am. I don't like the idea of becoming comfortable with something. As a creative, as someone who you know, is constantly reinventing other people and helping them to develop their character and their, their image, I have to kind of stay fresh. I have to constantly want to change and evolve. And whenever I feel like I can only see myself one way, I switch, I, I, I literally turn the page because that is the worst experience in one's evolution of life yeah. because we evolve and we're growing young and you know we end at the end of our life cycle we become these pure beautiful infants as if we entered the world as we entered the world you know the softest skin needing to be hugged and nurtured you know we unfortunately end back up in diapers you know <laughs> if we if we're blessed to live a long life you know um, but when you look at it that way that we grow young we don't grow old then that childlike spirit is constantly it stays super close to you, that giggle, that happy place, that thing, that all those little things that you were when you were a kid and yeah. didn't have the pressures of being an adult, you're constantly reminded of that. And it's such a great feeling. It's such a euphoric feeling. It's really, it's been therapy for me. And when you, you know, sort of feel like, okay, you feel complacent, what, you know, motivates you or where do you turn to sort of find your inspiration of, you know, the thing you want to embody next? Yeah, um, I think I look from within. You know, I've used sense memories of like things that really made me feel the most beautiful. Right. People tend to look for pain. I look for happy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when people start to unpack their lives, they, they tend to find like, you know, they end up, you know, wanting to deal with all the pain. And for me, I always try to like find the <laughs> so people are like, oh, you always so happy. I'm like, yeah, because I like I've figured out a way. <laughs> you look for it. Yeah. You are, but you are. It's but so impressive. Like, I always love every time we're like on set together or we work together, it is always yeah. fun. You know, it's it's yeah. This like listen, this life is short. It's like people, it's like, oh, it's you lived a long life if you're 80, 90, it goes super fast. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, you know? Um, so I just try to like take one day at a time, you know, yeah, you plan for your future, but like I said, you ask for forgiveness, you know, you, you, you just try to be the, the, the happiest you can Totally. so that when you leave this planet that you could say, um, you know, I did something great or I changed someone's life cool. or I was here. People remember you. They, they speak of you often. You're in the history books. You know, some people, I think of that. You know, I think about how, I, or even just how you want to be remembered. Right. For sure. Totally. Because I mean, everyone doesn't want to be famous, right? You know, but some people, like, even if you, you, you can sit back and think, oh, you know, you talk about someone who's like, you know, gone on to the next life and you say, you know, she was so funny or he was so bad. And you think, and it's like, you realize they did their job. Yeah, those are the yeah. things people remember you for, really. Yeah. Of, I was gonna be like, they were really great at their job. Like, you called somebody, you called somebody when they were down. For sure. 
Like, you know, how many of us call each other nowadays? We go to Instagram. Oh, he's alive. Oh, yeah. Jake's traveling today. Like, you know, like, that's how, we, that's what we do. Yeah. We don't, we don't check in rarely. Like, if, you know, you have your immediate circle, whatever. Yeah. But you tend to find yourself just looking to see if they're okay on social. Yeah. Like, look what's happened to us. What yeah. happened to a phone call? Yeah. Some be- people do say, you know, in a joking way that this whole thing is like, the universe's payback of like, oh, you thought you didn't have to talk to anyone and you were so great on your, well, here you go. Yeah. You know? yep. But yep. I do find I've been checking in with, you know, I just spoke to a friend this morning from Toronto who, you know, I hadn't spoke to in months and she reached out to check in, which was so great. And then instead of texting, we just ended up talking on the, it's like, it's so, it's unfortunate that it takes a pandemic, but you, mm. I think at least for me, it's forced me to reconnect and call people and see people because you begin to worry and you want to genuinely check in on someone. Yeah. Well, I've made that part of my schedule in my day to take time out because the day can go by and you realize that you only dealt with yourself and your family and, you know, and your work. So I make, I take, I carve out an hour and I call people. I just call, I text, I call, Hey, can you talk? And yeah, it's just part of what I'm doing daily is checking in. And then we go live at four o'clock every day. I'm telling, reminding people, call someone you love, send someone a virtual hug. Like the, the, you know, the idea of physical touch is so important. And that's been also taken away from us. Totally. So, you know, what that does to you emotionally for some people and think about the people that live alone. We are so and fortunate to have companionship. Oh, I was, I was talking, who was I talking? I was talking to a friend of mine. Yeah. And, and he's just been like kind of hanging out by himself the whole yeah. time. I couldn't be more like, you know, as much as like, I'm in a small space with my fiance, I could be more grateful to be stuck here with one person. Like I, <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, it, it definitely feels for people who are just ice, like pure isolation. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I spoke to someone today and she's just like, I'm used to, she's an artist, you know, she's like, I'm used to being alone, but not when I'm, not because I'm forced to be alone. Yeah, yeah. And now it feels different. She's like, I like, I like being alone is what she said. I like solitude, sure. but not being forced to be alone is a difference. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's a big difference. And I mean, so, you know, talking about, you know, doing good and, and, and being positive, I mean, there's, a, you know, a lot of different things happening out there and people finding ways to give back. And, um, you know, there's people on the front lines, there's, there's small businesses, there's all sorts of different things. Um, you know, is there anything that you are involved in or is there any, you know, things that you can share with our audience that you think would be, um, you know, good for giving back to, to the people in need? Um, so, you know, I try whenever someone, there's so many initiatives going on. So whenever someone is pushing something, I just try to lend my platform to them. Um, I can't honestly say that I've really been, you know, championing any particular thing, but I've just been able, I've opened up my platform to say, come, let's talk about it. I'll share the attachment. They're raising money. You know, we'll, you know, I'll celebrate it however I can. Um, that's my contribution right now. And I'm just trying to be responsible enough to constantly remind people that this is, you know, a serious situation and um, that they're not alone and we're in this together and like, you know, and just also get people to be less selfish. Yeah. And I think that's how we, we do it. Just like, cons- like everyone doesn't, everyone's not able to kind of start a movement, right? Of course, but, of course. You know, um, but, uh, you know, giving them a platform to share and, and get the news out there is definitely your, your way of contributing. A hundred percent. No, for, for sure. Um, oh. Go for it, Steph. Well, I was going to say, 
I was going to swing it all the way to the other side. I was going to take it from like really meaningful. Well, I actually do think getting dressed and feeling good is quite meaningful and will, you know, sort of impact people's mental health throughout this, you know, entire quarantine. And I also feel like our listeners would be very disappointed if we were talking to you and did not ask you, you know, any fashion, any fashion, we're there. We're here for the fashions. No, so well, I, I still do my quick change videos every Friday. It's Fashion Friday. Oh my God, oh my God. I see everything you do. You're always like, you know how you can follow like so many people and yeah. like, all popping up? You are like always right there for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I still do my quick change. I got, I started a quick change, uh, a quick change uh, challenge because, you know, from your couch to your, yes. from your closet to your couch. Yeah. Um, and again, I've been, you know, living out of four, four suitcases. So trying to figure out different ways to rework everything. But most people want comfort right now. They want, you know, I've been living in a lot of cool sweats. You kind of watch when we come out of quarantine, how style will change. Yeah. And if anyone pays attention, has been paying attention to me over the year, I've kind of gone into this grungy. I was preparing myself physically. I was like doing this like homeless, like high fashion homeless lady thing. A lot of layering, a lot of comfortable, you know, comfortable, you know, um, oversized sweaters, oversized sweatshirts, you know, that whole vibe. I think that we're going to continue to want to play in that space. I think that it's not going to be, we're not going to come out of quarantine and put on high heel shoes and a pencil skirt. You know, I don't think guys are going to go back right away into their tight jeans. You know, I think that we're all going to be a little bit more, less self-consumed about fashion. And I hate to say that because the fashion industry is taking such a hit, but I think that designers also will, you know, change what they create as well. I think that the designers that are working on stuff now are designing completely with the state of the nation and the world um, in mind. I think you'll see the runway looks and, you know, if we even go back to runway, yeah. You know, that was slowly like, you know, that's such the pageantry of that is all marketing, yeah. right? What's going to, it's going to be really interesting to see how we now acquire and consume our clothing. You know, will we become kind of like, because the country's and we're going to go into a really deep depression. What does that look like, right? What do those bare necessities look like? And in order for us to keep the fashion business going, we have to be consumers. So we're, have we given that any thought? I, I have. I've lost sleep over it. I have. Yeah. I, you know, what I, do you think? I think that, you know, there's times where I want an escape and I'm on the, shit, I don't know, matches or, you know, yeah. Moda homepage just scrolling and... The sales are going to be amazing. The sales are going to be great. But it's also the immediate of, I'm like, where am I going to wear this? Knowing myself, if I bought something now in two months when I can, I'm not going to. Like, I forget about it or that initial sort of like rush leaves. But I have found myself wanting to purchase other things that are not necessarily less expensive. I think the difference is I'm looking at things that feel more useful. So before... You know, I think you would be like, oh, I would spend thirteen, twelve hundred dollars on these shoes or a splurge, yeah. but you wear them three times a season and you are cutting other places where now I think those types of things might not make sense. You would spend that same yeah. amount of money on 
I don't know, like a cashmere tracksuit that you wear. Yeah, or, or put it away for a rainy day. Right. Until you find something you know? that you really love. Yeah. Put it, or, you know, like invest it in something. And, you know, I think that, you know, sustainability and I think our planet, everything is going to shift. Mm-hmm. Well, everything is going to shift. Like, and, and, you know, even just the way we go about, I, I really feel if I could forecast what fashion is going to feel like, it's really, I think that we're going to start to look at like the 19, like, you know, 40s. And like, I think that you're going to start to see kind of like those really beautiful, well-structured garments mm-hmm. that won't cost you as much, but you're going to have a tighter, cleaner wardrobe. Um, there will be lots of color because we'll need to feel happy. We won't go back into this gray, but I like, remember that palette back then? You know, it, it was just very depressing. I think we will, there will be color there, but there'll be more sustainability, more, um, you know, things that you, that you wash in the washing machine. Totally. Or you hand wash. I, 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 I'm kind of, I'm forecasting it. I'm feeling it. I just feel like it's, it's what's, it's what's next. Well, it's interesting because I'm in Cape Cod and I could only bring X amount of things with me. You're living out of four suitcases. Mm-hmm. And the thing I think about all the time is like, holy shit we have a a whole closet house full of stuff but like we're fine we don't need all of those things that when you're caught up in it at the time you're like i need this so badly like you don't necessarily and i also think fashion was getting at least in my opinion insanely expensive and i think Mm -hmm. there's gonna have to be a price adjustment because people Mm -hmm. are not going to be able to afford to shop the way they were before I mean, do we need a, a, a $3,900 blazer? Why is everything, but I used to say, why is everything four ninety five seven ninety five? Why is everything $2,000? Like, yeah, everything. it has to. Everything. T-shirts, you know, seven, you know, six ninety five. Like, it's like. Crazy, yeah. You know, I and, and, have... and I get it. You know, I, I understand, like, you know, high fashion is like art. Some hmm. of it's like art. And there's some pieces that, you know, should be in that category. But like classic you know traditional women's wear men's wear should not cost us that much money i'm yeah. sorry i agree yeah i just think that and i think that everyone's going to have to make an adjustment all the corporate companies are you know asking their employees to take 25 percent off of everything i think the fashion industry we're going to have to look at things exact same way the consumers cannot afford it i don't care at what social economic you know status you're at is just going to be different even people that have billions will will think about the people that are just you know struggling around them and Um, not want to buy that yeah 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 Yeah, i mean this whole this whole thing is like a really big wake-up call for like the whole the whole world a lot of industries you know about the whole thing so it'll be uh It'll be interesting to see how everything goes after after we get out of this. I mean, mm-hmm. to to end things off on a more positive note, what is like the most positive part of of your quarantine so far? Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think family time. You know, having like you know, my kids being forced to really kind of have to spend time with me. <laughs> No, like yeah. everybody, like everybody. My You're a cool kid. mom, so like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. No, but I think the most positive thing is that, um, you know, you, you start to reevaluate your life. You go into construction. You start to be still and you think and you listen to your body, your mind, your spirit, everything. Yeah. And, you know, the night, it's good to check in on yourself. Totally. And this has really allowed me some time to check in, um, compartmentalize some things. 
um, and just um, strategize and plot and breathe, you know, and not feel a ur- sense of urgency to get someplace or be someplace or, or be visible. I don't feel stressed in that way. Um, and, and also just realizing that I don't need a lot. But I'm just grateful for the, just exactly what I have now. I'm grateful for that because that is to many people a lot. People are really, really struggling. They yeah. cannot, they cannot put food on the tables. They cannot feed their families. It breaks my heart. I've, I've wept, you know, thinking about, you know, how difficult it is for some people. And I, I there's nothing that I can complain about right now. It really isn't. Totally. You know? Yeah. Um, June, we love you and talking to you i'm gonna end this whole thing um with just some like timely rapid fire questions all right let's do it Um, so what what is the first thing that you're gonna do when things go back to normal (laughs) what's the very first thing i think i'm gonna go when things go back to normal i think i want to go to central park and i just want to lay in the grass and just with a blanket because hopefully it'll be warm and just and just take a deep breath and just be just breathe it in and just run through the lawn. I just want to run because when you're growing up, when you're in the city, we don't have a backyard. Our backyard is our central parks. Our you know, yeah. find that green and find that, and just breathe in that fresh air. Get out there. What is the best thing you've made from your kitchen lately? Uh, my roasted cauliflower a full roasted cauliflower head with a curry chickpeas and carrot sauce on top and are you like green curry red curry um yellow curry oh yeah and what's your go-to work from home outfit uh my mark jacob sweats uh cardigan and or a white button-down shirt with my crop cotton canvas palazzo pants. Exactly. My neck bandana and hat for bad hair. <laughs> Guys, listening, June has like an epic hat game. I'm sure everybody who knows June knows that. But we have this one photo of June from way back with this like this crazy fur hat that's in our book. It's one of my favorite photos like of all time. It's um, iconic. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, great. Well, June, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so great to check in with you. We miss you. We hope you stay healthy, you and your family, and we can't wait to see when we uh, all get to get back out there. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much. And if you have any questions for June, which I'm sure you do, because she is fabulous and knows everything, um, obviously you can follow her and hit her up on all of her social channels, which uh, her handles at June Ambrose. And we hope everyone stays safe and healthy. And thank you for listening. Bye. 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 Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next Monday for our newest episode. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or iTunes and make sure to leave a rating and a review. We look forward to seeing you all next week and thank you again for listening.